0: Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up, I'm Jen Shaw. Every week I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests and providing some entertainment to start your work day. We're talking today about what to do when a government agency comes to your place of work and wants something. So when the government wants something from you, it's a big deal, all right? And you need to have a strategy. You need to have a plan. So I don't care if it's the California Division of Labor Standards Enforcement. They're coming to make sure you have your posters up to make sure that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing in terms of payroll, rest breaks, meal periods, et cetera. It could be something from the Department of Health who's coming in to make sure that you're following all your safe food practices. It doesn't matter. It it could be immigration, wanting to make sure that all of your employees um, have the right to work in this country you need a strategy and anybody who is a key holder or who is a manager in your organization needs to know what to do obviously if you're at a big facility where you have security and someone will be contacted if a government agent comes That's almost easier, right? Because you could have a protocol. It's a lot more difficult, like in our office here in Sacramento, where someone can just walk in the door and talk to the receptionist. Patty, who's our executive assistant, she has that receptionist role. And she knows that if somebody comes in and says, I'm from the department of so-and-so, I'm from, you know, the Sacramento County police or sheriff, we have a protocol. We have steps that she is supposed to follow. So the first thing to understand is that every one of these agencies is governed by law. They're governed by statute. And they are given specific time frames and parameters in terms of what information they are entitled to. And it's never, you have to give it to me right this minute there's going to be a sense of urgency. They're going to come, hello, uh, Tom, Tom Shaw, uh, USCIS. I need to see all your four my 9s Okay, well, why don't you have a seat and let me contact our principal or my HR manager and, and then I'll be with you in a moment. Okay, there's no, there's no emergency here so one of the things you've got to do is make sure that you understand what the timeframes are for any agency that could come in and visit you all right and it's going to depend on what your business is and how open you are um, to the public coming in in terms of what agencies you're going to be dealing with and what your timeframes are going to be but you need to have an understanding of all right who could come visit me and what might i have to give them then the second thing you've got to do so first thing on the checklist is know your universe right know who could be visiting department of labor division of labor standards enforcement um, uscis you know ice uh, the immigration customs enforcement those are the main agencies who are going to come all right most of the time you've got 24 hours to get your documents together and to be prepared to respond that doesn't mean you should send them away and say, ha, 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 I have 24 hours. But what it does mean is you can have them take a seat and then you can help internally figure out, all right, what's the best strategy? So issue number one, you got to know your, your universe. Issue number two, you got to have a good employment lawyer because a lot of times these agencies these government entities will come in and they will ask for things that they're not necessarily entitled to i'm not saying they're doing anything wrong they just have something that they want and so they come in and ask you for it but it may very well be that they're not entitled to that information or that document so you want to be working with a good employment lawyer who helps you put together a plan a strategy we've done this for a lot of our clients where They literally have a checklist about this is what you do. If these people come in, this is the amount of time you have to respond. These are the things you have to give them. Okay, so you've got to have a good lawyer. That's your second thing on your checklist. Your third thing on your checklist is training your employees. So again, if you have a small workforce, everybody may need to know what's going on and what to do, and they may need to be very familiar with your checklist. If you have a larger workforce where there's a protocol that security will automatically call the CHRO or the um, personnel manager, then that's fine, then they're the ones who need to be trained. But the training is critical, all right? So here's the fourth thing on your checklist. You've got to know your rights and responsibilities as well as your obligations. You need to behave very respectfully, very cooperatively with any government entity that is coming to the workplace, all right? But that doesn't mean you give them access to something that they're not entitled to have access to. So you need to know the bumpers. You need to know the parameters of what you can do. And obviously, this is related to making sure you have a good lawyer, making sure you're doing training, but you really need to have this as a separate item on your checklist because it changes. There may be different things that you need to be providing uh, depending on changes in the law, et cetera. So you want to know your rights, your responsibilities and your obligations. Now the fifth thing is you've got to have your house in order. You've gotta be organized. So like we've talked about before with Form I-9s, right? You have a binder, you know your current employees, you know your former employees. You don't just give the government access to all your personnel records when all they asked for was the I-9s, right? So you've gotta be organized in terms of knowing where are the key documents that the government may want to see. For example, the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, California's Department of Labor. They're gonna come in and they're gonna wanna know where your posters are. Well, you better know where your posters are. I had a hilarious experience in Napa one time with a longtime client of ours, runs a French restaurant. And the DLSE came in. I just happened to be there. I was training their managers. And they wanted to see the posters. Well, I had just been in the kitchen and told the chef, you don't have your posters up. you got to get your posters up. So he's back there rattling around in the kitchen. And I sent the assistant manager to tell him, get the darn things up and fill out the information. I'll try to stall the DLSE person right before she gets back there. So we're trying to get everything up. And, of course, we ended up telling the DLSE consultant who was there, look, they got new posters, they hadn't filled them out yet, they're filling them out right now. There was no intention to hide anything, but we needed to prepare for a visit. We needed to be organized. And when you're not organized and you're not prepared, you are scrambling, and that's a problem. The sixth thing on your checklist relates to what I just said, which is admit when you made a mistake. So admit when you don't have a document you're supposed to have. Admit that maybe you um, didn't post something you were supposed to post or they ask you what is your respirate policy and you don't know. It's okay to say I don't know or well I, I didn't know that for a while so I may not have done it correctly but this is how we're doing it now. My preference is that your lawyer is present for those conversations and the government can't preclude you from having your counsel present, this is why you want to have a good relationship with an employment lawyer who you can call on when you need to. That doesn't mean you have to have meetings with them on a weekly basis, right? We have clients who don't call us for two years. And then I get an urgent call, ICE is here, what do I do, right? And then we go into action. So you want to make sure that you are really prepared And you are thinking about, all right, what are we going to do and how are we going to get this done? The bottom line is this. The government has very specific directives and very specific responsibilities when it comes to the workplace. They're supposed to be helping keep the workplace safe and healthy, free of discrimination, free of harassment, free of retaliation. All of the laws that we deal with as employers, they are enforced by the government. So you've got to really think about how am I going to show the government that I am cooperative, that I understand what I'm supposed to be doing without giving away the store. And that's a strategy. That's a strategy you're going to want to work with your legal counsel. But the bottom line is they're coming to do something that they are supposed to be doing. So don't blame the messenger. Don't be rude. Don't be disrespectful. I know you wouldn't. But we've had situations for many of our clients where the first person that the government official met was very rude, unprofessional, and that got everything off on the wrong foot. You will always, as you know, get more flies with honey than you will with vinegar. So if you think about the way you should be behaving, the way you should be interacting, it does matter. You want to be sure that people feel calm and confident in what they're supposed to be doing, because then it's going to be less likely that they're going to take a step that could actually end up creating liability for you down the road. One other thing I want to mention is that there often will be follow-up requests from a government visit make sure you respond to those in a timely manner also of course with the input of your employment lawyer you don't need lawyers for everything by the way this is not intended to be full employment for lawyers but when you've got a government entity coming and wanting information or data from you you do want to call your counsel. you want to make sure that you understand like i said earlier where your bumpers are like what are the parameters for what i need to be doing the bottom line is I don't want you to panic and you want your employees to feel prepared enough that they don't panic. So it's just like planning for a fire or an earthquake. We do drills, we practice, we understand what's going on so that if it happens, we are prepared. That's exactly what this is about. Taking the steps we need to upfront so that when the government does come knocking on our door, we are ready. Everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. Have a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.